Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about why you do not need to be rich or hot or tall or any of these things that guys on the internet say you need in order to find a love interest. And um, before we get to that, please do subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was similar myth debunking and this time on uh, the honeymoon stage and why it's not a bait and switch, but rather a discreet phenomenon that happens with biological and hormonal and all sorts of, uh, it happens for biological and hormonal and all sorts of reasons. It is not something that is a conscious malevolent decision by women to have and then not have anymore. And so you should definitely listen to that as well as 131 other episodes. So anyhow, um, so when I was posting my social media posts, my videos uh, on TikTok and Facebook and what have you, I got all these men who say that there's all these studies, data shows that um, 80% of women only swipe on the top 20% of men and that the only reason that I think that men can do well after divorce is because I work with wealthy people and, um, you know, basically every, like all these guys can't find anybody and they're so lonely and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, this, this really, I mean, I, it makes me think, like, do these guys not leave the house? You know, I mean, do they not go out and see what couples actually look like in the real world? Like, do they see constantly, like, that these, like, uh, that, that there's a massive looks disparity such that the average-looking woman that found her partner um, on a dating app is with, like, the hottest man in the world because that's the only one that she would go for, and then by some miracle, he goes to her? no. Couples look similar. They come from similar backgrounds. They have similar looks. This is what assortative mating is, you know? It, that means that like goes to like. It's social homophily. It's, it's people go toward other people who are similar to them. This was, and also, a man who wants a relationship is always going to be able to find a woman. Women like relationships. Women like love. Men like love. Human beings like connection. But women especially like to be in, in committed relationships, you know. And so if a man is offering being in committed relationship, then he's going to find a taker. Now, what may be happening is that the man is not getting, you know, exactly the woman of, you know, his, his fantasies, you know, when he's on the dating apps, maybe he could still find a woman that he's attracted to. When I work with uh, younger guys, I say, okay, well, what's the, you know, sometimes they even rank the women, you know, like the tens don't talk to me, the nines don't talk to me, right? And I say, yeah, but aren't, who are you attracted to? What number and up are you attracted to? And they're like six or seven. I'm like, well, that's then who you should be swiping on. So it's certainly not only um, women that can be picky. Everybody can be picky. 
And of course, we discuss, you know, the limitations of viewing women on a numerical scale, obviously. But but the, the point here is everybody wants to find somebody. Human beings have a deep need for connection. But one thing that can really screw with people is being judgmental and negative, which is literally the thing that these guys are doing and the way that they're acting on the internet, right? So then that has to be how they act uh, in real life. If that's if they're spending a lot of their time yelling at women on the internet that they're wrong and that most guys, you know, are going to die alone, then one would imagine that they're not super positive in their regular life. So if you are a negative kind of guy, then you're not going to find love because women don't want to be around a soul-sucking person, just as men don't want to be around very negative women. Everybody likes confidence. Everybody likes somebody who's positive. Everybody likes somebody who thinks that they have something to offer. So it doesn't matter the income, you know. When I used to work, I used to accept insurance, obviously, at the beginning of my career. You don't just start out a self-pay. And those guys were paying like 20 bucks for therapy and they were doing well with women. I mean, not, not like, it depends, I guess, what you think of as doing well with women. Were they sleeping with a brand new hot model every night? No. Could they find somebody to be in a relationship with that they enjoyed being with? Yes. This is a big, like if a man wants a relationship, if a man wants a committed relationship, he can always find somebody who wants to be with him unless there was something actually wrong with him. For example, being super judgmental and negative about women. That would be something wrong with you. Same kind of thing with women. When I have a whole a podcast, female dating cynics, men don't only want young supermodels. Like because there are women that say the same kind of thing, like exactly the same thing. That they go on the apps and they don't find anybody good and it's terrible. And that's because, you know, there's no good guys out there. And all the good guys that there are just want young basically supermodels. Again, do you go out in the world? Do you go to like, you know, anything, a a restaurant, a, a festival, anything, and do you see couples? There's not tremendous looks disparities between people. Every guy that drives up to go out to eat or goes to the mall is not driving a Bentley. You know, people want Somebody who's similar to them. I talk about this all the time with Imago theory, you know. Sure, like if you're standing in front of your yacht in your dating app picture, there's a lot of people who are going to be interested. Same as if you're, you know, for a woman, if you're if if your literal modeling headshot is is your Tinder picture, you're going to get a lot of interest. But most people are not those people. Seventy two percent of people have been married at least once of adults, right? And I think that was even between 25 and 54, maybe. I mean, if that's the case, most people aren't rich. Most people aren't unusually attractive definitionally, right? Because that's the large majority of people. So the large majority of people can couple up. So what if you find yourself going down these rabbit holes? Who would go down these rabbit holes and, and, and like research all the reasons that they're never going to find a partner? Somebody who has very low self-esteem and was raised in a depressive, negative home. I've talked about this a lot. If you grew up in, um, you know, a place where there was a lot of negativity, if the environment that you grew up in was a lot of negative, depressive worldviews with, you know, 
the other gender talked about very badly by the other, you know, like with, with like, let's say like you're a woman with a mom who like thinks that men are all dogs, or you're like a guy with a dad who thinks that women are just gold digging bitches. Well, guess how you're going to start to think about the world, you know? And if you have a parent with a negative view like that, then guess what? They didn't have a very good marriage because if they did, then that worldview would have been challenged. And it's chicken or egg because if they went into things with that worldview, then they're not going to end up being happy. So, you know, the point is people who have these conceptions about the world generally tend to have been raised in very dysfunctional homes seeing unhappy marriages. So really all they're saying is basically I had an unhappy marriage as the template for relationships. It, it doesn't matter. There's so many people of all income brackets that find love. It doesn't matter. All heights find love all body shapes find love is it easier when you're like a, a a man who's like super tall super wealthy and good looking and charming yeah obviously I mean no shit but you know I mean obviously but can a man who is not those things find love of course look around you most people are by definition most people are not in the top one five ten or even twenty percent right 80% of people aren't in the top 20%, yet most people can find somebody. And those statistics aren't even the people who are dating. That's just who gets married. So if 72% of people have been married, 90-something percent of people have been in a relationship, you know, and, um, and, and have had sex and have had romantic experience, etc. It is very, very rare to find somebody who is an adult who wants to have romantic experience but somehow has not ever been able to. It would be somebody who, again, is, is just consistently turning people off. And that isn't because of anything with their looks or their, their income. That's because of their attitude, right? They're at, there's something wrong with how they're relating. Because people want to connect. They want to bond. They want usually to have a partner, at least at some point in their life. And so since, since there are men and women who are trying to connect with one another, at some point, if you're putting yourself out there enough, then you're going to find somebody. And all the guys that I've worked with from working at the VA in Charleston all the way through now when I'm self-paid psychologist and, and in between when I accepted insurance. And then remember, like there are other people that I write that I engage with that are on the listservs that are other therapists, many of whom accept insurance and work in much different areas. Because and I'm just saying this because of the whole wealthy thing where people said, well, you know, like maybe your clients specifically can afford you. So therefore, they, it's different for them. But why would there be couples therapists then, <laughs> and like, you know, who are like treating people in poor areas? How did those guys manage to land a woman? Of course they could land a woman, you know? You just have to respond to somebody who's like something similar to how you were raised. It's a mago theory. Honestly, if your father that you loved, as let's say you're a woman, and your father that you loved was a blue-collar worker, I've seen this all the time. Even if you, uh, even if you wanted to uh, date a rich guy, even, that, even if that seemed like a good idea, you're going to be subconsciously drawn 
to somebody who's probably in, you know, a very similar profession to your father or the same income bracket or has the same interests and the same the same personality, which would mean probably the same occupation or the same the some sort of similarity. Right. And I see this, you know, a lot with people is that they end up if they did love their parent, then they end up marrying somebody a lot like their parent. So since most of everybody isn't rich, <laughs> then most of everybody is not attracted to that. It's like a nice to have, but if but that person, the person who went to boarding school and then went on to like be have a career as God knows what, a neurosurgeon, that's not who you're going to be deeply attracted to if you're a woman who was not raised like that. That could be cool, that could be good, but it's the same thing with men and models. So if they saw, yeah, it's great to have a hot woman, right? But if they love their mother and they had a good, happy upbringing and they saw their mother was not a model, she was pretty sure. So whatever level of pretty, pretty she is, is probably the level of pretty that they're going to be drawn to instinctively. And same personality, same type of, you know, again, occupation, et cetera, et cetera. So many men tell me things like this. My mother was a nurse, then I married a nurse. My mother was a teacher, then I married a teacher. That's not coincidence. That's imago theory. You know, you're drawn to something that's similar between your caregiver and your, your later intimate attachment figure. So really think about it, you know, if you have been somebody who's been telling yourself that there's no point to dating because all that the other gender wants is, you know, this, you know, super specific high criterion, how then are all of these other people happily coupled? It, it's you, you got to interrogate your uh, your cognitive biases, and that's what therapy can help with. Hopefully, you can do it a little bit, you know, from listening to the podcast or post or what have you. But the reality is, most people are not wealthy. Most people are not drop dead gorgeous. Most men aren't super tall. Most women aren't super skinny. So how the hell then do they all couple up? You know, or a large portion of them. And the reason is because people are not as shallow as negative people would have you believe. Negative people who were trained to be kind of uh, paranoid about intentions and really trained to be quite misanthropic and to hate people in general, those are the sorts of people, you know, because, you know, everyone talks about misandry or misogyny. It's really misanthropy. You know, it's very rare that somebody will have a bias only against one gender. When you really examine it, they fucking hate everybody, you know? They they hate everybody. Because you'll talk to a guy who hates women on the internet, right? Oh, I try not to, but they comment on my stuff. And then if you dig, just scratch the surface just a little bit, they'll be like, and most guys are assholes too. And, you know, I mean, it's just like a general negativity. Of course, some people just hate one gender. But most people, if you hate one gender, you kind of hate everybody you know, and you hate yourself most of all. The low self-esteem is projected outward and then you assume that everybody just sucks because you think you suck because you were trained to think negatively about yourself from an unhappy home where other people thought negatively about themselves and about their partner and about everything in general. So I encourage you to take an alternate perspective if you're going down some rabbit hole of nobody should even be dating because who even cares? And, you know, somehow 80% of women are coupling up with 20% of men. How does that work? Think about it. How does that work? Do you think that 80% of women stay single? No, people go to somebody similar to them. If you want to be in some better bracket of women, change your attitude sense of humor and like a, a charming, confident personality goes 
such a long way, you know? And I talk about this in my podcast, Are You Too Judgmental to Find Love? And my podcast about find your value on the dating marketplace. The one thing everybody can change is to do internal work and be more easygoing, open-minded, confident, happy, cheerful, positive. I'm not saying that's easy. It takes a lot of work, you know. But that, unlike your height, unlike your breast size, I mean, I guess, you know, obviously change your breast size. <laughs> you could possibly change your height via some kind of surgery. But I mean, the, the easier one where you don't have to engage in a surgery is to change your attitude. Your attitude may be, unfortunately, the thing that's stopping you from finding success. And when I work with people at all through the years on their dating profiles and things like that, you know, sometimes it's coming off a little more negative than you think, or sometimes your interactions are more preoccupied attachment than you think, you know? So you you really want to work with somebody or at least talk to a friend, a trusted friend, say, how am I really coming off when I'm talking to people? Because sometimes it's not so great. Sometimes that negativity is really obvious. So if you are not doing well with internet dating, I would encourage you to think about how you are communicating because sometimes it's really not great. And it's really obvious that you have low self-esteem and kind of a negative worldview and ain't nobody wants to get close to that, you know? So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this and uh, are getting something from my podcast. And if you like my podcast, you should be in my Facebook group. It's only $4.99 a month. So, um, and it has lots and lots of people over 425 people now and more by the time you hear this. And it's a lot of smart people and great conversation and a lot of people that are divorced and dating or, you know, uh, married and uh, either happy or not happy. I mean, there's all kinds of people. There's divorced people. There's remarried people. There's married for the first time people. There's some single people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, of course, more engagement with me. All right. Talk to you all soon. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.